You are listening to Backstage at the Naked Comedy Showcase with host Matt Kona. The Naked Comedy Showcase can be seen the first Thursday of every month at 9.30 at Improv Boston, Central Square in Cambridge, Massachusetts, with host Andy Ofeich. Without any further ado, take your clothes off or leave them on. Here is Backstage at the Naked Comedy Showcase. That way, but you're also IB staff. You know the uh, am, well, former am. IB alumni, I should say. Well, I'm uh, I'm working here again now, so which is kind of worrisome considering my joke content. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're worried about. I have I have a joke about kleptomania tonight, oh. and my boss is the one teching, so I don't know. Oh, I'm what, a little do you, what worried. do you think that he that you're that you're stealing improv Olympic t-shirts? Yeah, <laughs> or, maybe. Or, you know yeah. the, the team things that they were maybe a, a post-it perhaps or two <laughs> yes. that could be nice well this is the cold open this is we haven't done, done this before this is a whole this is brave new world of podcasting <laughs> this is uh backstage at the naked comedy showcase this is uh matt kona hosting with returning guest danya Traumer. Yes. Traumer, yeah. Well, it's, it's actually Traumer. Traumer, all right. But nobody, I, I don't really correct people in that because that's not how you should say that last name. Danya Traumer. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. And you know what? You're from New Jersey. That's where Trauma's from. Yeah. Okay. If you say it with a New England accent. <laughs> there yeah. you go. You yes. got it. So we uh, we briefly, we nearly had Aaron Tiny Smith backstage, but he's the, he's the first comic on the show tonight. Yeah. And yeah, it is important that you're backstage. Although Andy usually does a bit at times, so I uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And then I immediately bring him back here and get set up, and it's it's, it's apparently not fine. <laughs> but that's fine. We'll, we'll keep it a professional. Although here's a little backstage at the backstage at the Nick Comedy po- Showcase. At the time of this taping, early October, there's a festival going on in Worcester, and I I did it. It's a week long thing called Wootenanny. And so I did a show Monday and last night, and there's a Facebook group. So I thought, oh, out-of-towners, I'll let them know. I'll, you know, hey, there's an extra, you know, maybe there's a guest spot to be found at the Naked Comedy Showcase. So I just briefly made a post about it, forgetting that you have to over-explain the show to people <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, the Naked Comedy Showcase, it's you're naked. <laughs> it's not naked, not... Truth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> naked truth. Dan Martin... He's talking about he'll he'll maybe make an announcement later about that, but yeah, that has come up before. Yeah, yeah. All right, so tell me, you've not been here for what three shows, three months? Yeah, no, it's been a while. I miss doing it this summer. It's just mm-hmm. been nice. I haven't, I didn't get to get my nude fix at home. <laughs> you, so. you were fully clothed I in was, New Jersey. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. yeah, I even slept in clothing, and that's not even my usual. Yeah. So yeah. Do you I, feel that sleeping? Naked makes sleep different. Do you sleep better? Oh, I sleep better. Yeah. Yes, much yeah. better. I feel like I'm one with the bed, you know? <laughs> like I can really melt into it. Yeah. That's nice. I don't overheat as badly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So why did you make the switch back? Is it just because you, if you wake up in the middle of the night and are your parents? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I probably shouldn't be sleeping naked in a dorm either. <laughs> so like that's probably worse. What's the dorm situation say. like? In, is it changed from last year to this year? No, I'm actually – I'm staying in the same room, so I'm in a single. Um, but I'm still in a dorm with several other people. So like sharing a bathroom with like I want to say eight other people. But it's gotten to the point where like I do sleep naked here, so I just get so lazy – 
that'll just like go in a towel to the bathroom. And like, mm. apparently a lot of people, like even before their showers, they like wear clothes into the bathroom. And I'm like, why do you yeah. do that? That's just, you're just going to take them off. It's right. Stupid. And you're, it's, if anything, you're going to put the clothes on the bath, the shared bathroom floor. Exactly. Which is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. You get your collection of pubes and, <laughs> and other things. I do uh, miss taking showers without shoes on. Yeah. That, that is a luxury I can no longer do. That was Wait. my favorite part of the summer. Yeah. Wait, hang on. We're going to call her. Hang on. Hey, is this Jared? Yes, right. Jared, you're on the air. We're recording the podcast. So do we? Do you get your permission to talk onto a microphone? So are you... Um, now, let me ask you this. I, When I asked you about the show, did you know that you would be naked performing? I did not. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's like... See, I was just talking about how I... I wrote that post in haste, and I forget that I have to explain things sometimes. Now, you're totally fine with not doing the show. You don't have to do it. I don't, if it makes you uncomfortable being naked, that's totally fine. But you're also more than welcome to come hang out, watch the show. We're doing a podcast during the show, too. If you decide that you don't want to do it or if you want to do it, the option is open for you. There's a spot for you if you want it. Cool. It sounds uh, like there's people laughing in the background. I take it you're at the comedy studio right now. Yeah, I am. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see what Phil want to do. We still got to get back. So. Okay. Worcester. Yeah. Oh yes, Worcester. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah. Let me see what he wants to do, and then I'll, I'll text you back. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everyone in podcast land. All right. Cool. So there you go. I successfully booked and unbooked two comedians on the show because of the, <laughs> the confusion there. All right. Back to Sleeping Naked. I have yeah. some thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. I do like it. Now, I didn't really sleep naked that much when I lived alone. You know what? You know what? I, I, would, I didn't subscribe to any regiment. I would often <laughs> fall asleep in front of the television oh, okay. if I was doing that. But now I am married and... It kind of depends. She doesn't always sleep naked. Sometimes she does. So I don't know. But I mean, I do like to sleep naked. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's hot. <laughs> In terms of temperature, not of nudity. <laughs> um, I feel like sometimes it makes me wake up earlier. Really? Which is good. I don't know why. Why would do you get insecure in in your sleep? No, no, no. no, no. Like I wake up, the yeah. the, the paper man, the paper boy is gonna <laughs> deliver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it's a subconscious thing, or maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe I drink more water when I go to bed naked. Hmm, interesting. But I also sometimes wake up feeling sexier naked. Mm. Like ooh, and I do like to have sex in the morning. Maybe more than at nighttime. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting insight. Yeah. yeah I don't know. That's a weird opinion. To is have. it? Is it? In yeah. My, I mean, like, just because there's the breath. Oh. I know, like, in the morning when I have. There like, are ways no to avoid kissing. that. Yes. Yeah? Well, you know, kiss on the cheek. Yeah, definitely not a tongue kiss. Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> but how do you avoid that? Like what? Um, like just pop some gum in because I feel like it's not- well. Sometimes I brush my teeth first. Oh, okay. Because she is a heavier sleeper than I am. Oh, okay. So, so you can just, sometimes like, I have it. to brush my teeth just to feel because I feel disgusting. And if I don't brush my teeth within like a half an hour of waking up, that feeling stays with me the throughout the day, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Understandable. But it's but with with her, yeah, I mean, she has never listened to this podcast, but you know. 
there are other ways to have sex where you're not smelling the breath. So, <laughs> that's so, true. That's uh but you're still works, you're so tie tie. I feel like I'm a little tired, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what though? My days are so long because I typically wake up pretty early, and mm-hmm. I've never been much of a napper. Oh. So when I go to bed, I just want to go to oh, bed. Okay. So I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I can be convinced that <laughs> something happens. But normally, I would rather wake up with a spring in my step, yeah. start the day there right, and then you're like, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, I wonder how many other people have been did it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I nap several times a day. Mm. So every day? Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I mean, depression, like uh, really. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's more what it is. Like today I took two two-hour naps. Wow. So that's four hours out What's of the day. separation between the two? Well, okay, so I woke up. I woke up at six this morning. I was like, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stayed up till 10 a.m. Um, being great. Being great. Um, and playing video games, like not doing work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had was supposed to have class at 11. And I was like, oh, I'm tired. I'll take a 30-minute nap. So then I slept through my class. Oh, no. So I woke back up at 12. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to my other classes. Uh, and then those classes ended, and then I took another two-hour nap. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was necessary. I had to do it. Well, good. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's early enough in the semester where, right, you don't miss anything major, are you? <laughs> well, uh, or I you guess, are. Yeah. Well, the, the class I slept through is, like, one of those classes that, like, just they're teaching you. I don't know if you, I don't know. Did you go to college? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you study media at all? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what, yeah. was your, what was your major? Okay. Well, this is a little bit complicated for me because I went to a two-year college first mm-hmm. with the hopes and dreams of getting into television production of oh, okay. some sort. Uh-huh. But this is the, this is the, my downfall. It's just wrong time, wrong place. Sometimes you're in between generations. Mm-hmm. Just a time and place. So I'm I'm older. I'm 37 years old, and when I started my journey into TV production dreams, tape to tape editing was a thing. Oh, okay. So digital was really in its infancy. It certainly wasn't something that you could buy a program and just install yeah. casually, or even learn if you had just a digital setup. Uh-huh. So I learned all that stuff, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then I had an associate's degree which I transferred to Emerson College. Oh, okay. And so even though my video production stuff was with a dying format, it carried over. Okay. So that was good. And I did take some production classes at Emerson, Mm -hmm. but I was like, if I was homeschooled and then decided to go for like, if I was homeschooled elementary school, but then they somehow let me into senior year of high school. So everyone knew the basics of digital editing Uh and I didn't. So it, gotcha. so I took a lot of prerequisites like like math and and some oh, like weird shit like yeah. that shouldn't even be taught at Emerson. Yeah, <laughs> and, I and, didn't know they had math classes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe they didn't. Maybe there was some other stuff too. Like I took whatever. I took some weird classes. My last class ever was history of jazz, Ooh. where we pretty much just watched Ken Burns's jazz documentary. That you know that sounds like a good class. It was honestly. all right, but I also missed my first class because I was. I, I thought it started the week before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I know what you mean about missing classes. Now, one time I just moseyed into a class an hour and a half late and I had no idea. Like I thought I was on time. Like yeah. I just like the day got away from me and the the crazy looks that I got for being so late 
and so adamant that I wasn't late, even though clearly everyone was yeah. there and they were deep into something. So I was going to ask, is, is there a point of no return where, all right, you're 15 minutes late, so you're not going to go. There's no yeah. way. Or is there like teachers won't even allow you in if you're late? So I do. Um, there's this one class I'm in that's like because you go to. I mean, you want to say I don't know what what college you go. Oh, to? Oh, I go to BU. Yeah. So yeah. are they big lecture halls? Could you sneak in the back? So um, the one that I missed today is like that. Um, like it's a giant lecture, and that's honestly why I didn't go because mm -hmm. it's just we're learning just the stupidest, most basic level like media theory that really isn't. Like, you know, like really learning anything, but everything else is actually a really small class. But um, there is this one class I have called Ad Lab that is just a student run ad agency. Oh. Um, and the thing is that if you're five minutes late for that class, no, you get an absence for the day and like they tell your client and stuff like that. And oh. it's like, yeah, it's like, what a are your clients? Class. Are your clients fellow students? No, it's, um, well, it's different for every group. They try and like match you up with people that suit your interests. I don't know. Um, do you know the band Ripe? They're a Boston band. Uh, I think I've seen them on posters. Yeah. So I've they're like yeah. this really cool, like Boston based brass band. And, um, but their managing team is based in Nashville. So their oh. management team team is our client oh. and we're trying to do marketing for ripe um and that's been it's been interesting it's definitely a more unconventional client everybody else gets to do like conventional advertising and stuff mm. and they're like yeah make a lyric video and we're like that's not advertising yeah, yeah but yeah so that's been an interesting time but i would say that's like my most hardcore class and it's been eating me alive yeah, but, yeah. well <laughs> i mean if anything i think that's kind of cool because it's like training for, yeah, for no, a real definitely. life scenario yeah the worrying part is that I think I don't like it, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. don't really know what to do there. Yeah, okay, so that's something that I've thought about in terms of advertising. Is, like you see people who are entertainers, who mm -hmm. are comedians, and you see also like that you see them in ads mm -hmm. sometimes, and sometimes you see funny ads with them, and you think, yeah. oh, maybe they had a hand in that. Yeah. Or, and then like if, if a, an ad goes big, it goes national, especially if it's like popular or something, then yeah, there's a lot of money to be made in that. Mm -hmm. For instance, so uh, I think it's Flo, the progressive yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. So she is a comedian. She's like an improv sketch mm -hmm. person. I first saw her way before the ad campaign with touring with the Mr. Show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, cool. so Mr. Show did a live show years after their HBO show mm -hmm. went off the air. And, and she was on it because uh, I don't know. She, I thought she was cool. I'd never seen her before in anything. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw the ads, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you see them all the time. And then people start to have opinions with them. And it's like, well, I knew them back when they were doing huge theaters. <laughs> but, but now they're doing this. Because yeah. you know, it was at the Orpheum or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I can understand when you're at the whims of a management team or yeah. something. Well, the you, thing is, yeah. is that I want to do the management part. Like I'm yeah. so I, I want to do account management. So that's when you're like dealing directly with the client. Mm -hmm. Um and then I realized that most clients suck. So, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I really hate people, but I also really love people. So it's this weird – that's, like, why I wanted to do advertising is because I love working with people and trying to make people happy and stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, everybody sucks. Like, that's – yeah. <laughs> well, to bring it back to this world that we find ourselves in, <laughs> in terms of doing comedy for people, I feel like that sometimes. I feel like – fuck, I hate the regular people. I don't want to go out in public and 
be on a crowded train or yeah. like, I like music. I like going to shows, but and I said thing, like I like going to a sports game, but I hate these Red Sox fans. But mm-hmm. you know what? If you go to a Red Sox game, you're surrounded by Red Sox fans. Yeah. And then in comedy, you're doing it because you like it. But part of what you like is that people like you or that yeah. they react yeah. to you. How you want them to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that interesting dichotomy. I like just started talking to other comics like mm. after I came back to Boston like now like because usually at shows I'm very much a person who stands in the corner because I'm afraid of everybody but uh-huh. like I've been trying to socialize a little bit more you know and that's uh, very scary. <laughs> yeah. Like that is just horrible. <laughs> but you know we're trying you know putting ourselves out there. Uh, you know not to get overly sincere but that's good. That makes me happy because honestly, like every time we've talked and, and we've only really met in the context of doing this show. Yeah, that's true. But I think you're very funny and you're very easy to talk to. Oh, and, thank and you. And so, you know, I understand about being a bit of a wallflower sometimes. Mm. I mean, sometimes I don't like to talk to comics if I haven't seen them do comedy before. Oh, really? Because, well, here's the thing. I've gone to many shows because I like to show up early. And so you'll be hanging out there and you see someone else who's also early. And you're like, oh, you're a comic. Mm-hmm. And so you know, make, you make pleasantries because there's certainly a lot of things that you have in common. Yeah. In terms of like the shit that we go through and, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. Wanting attention. Yeah. yeah. And, and, having, <laughs> and having stories of bad shows yeah. or just like, oh, where do you go? Oh, that's cool. I never went there before. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can learn new things and stuff like that. So I've been friendly with comics and be like, oh, he seems like a cool guy or she seems nice mm-hmm. and she's cool. And then you, you I'm going to go, well, I'll watch their set. And then you watch the set and you're like, oh. I shouldn't have been nice. To yeah. no, not not I shouldn't have been nice to that person. Like, damn. All right. Now they they fall under the the umbrella of if someone asks you about them, oh, have you seen blah blah blah? Yeah. Like, nice dude. <laughs> nice dude. That's what yeah. I have to say about their comedy. But so I'm a little bit distant in I that exactly in that regard. What you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you see someone, I always like go up to them and if, if you tell them afterwards that I like their set. But then again. I'm not around as much anymore because mm-hmm. I take uh, self-imposed sabbaticals from doing it constantly mm-hmm. every night. So what do you do when it comes to um, your normal schedule? So yeah. if you're doing shows, you did a show last year at BU, mm-hmm. correct? Was yeah. that like an I open host mic? like a, a show every other week uh-huh. yeah, at BU. Is that continuing now that you're back? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um that's like basic. So that's like run through stand up club, which like I'm the president of because mm-hmm. I'm amazing. Yeah, um, ambassador. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so that basically like, um, but there's other people on the executive board that can like take over for me because like I'm trying to I guess get into the city more this year. So I like like I missed our first show this week. Yeah. So like I don't know how into hosting that I'm going to be this year, but uh-huh. hopefully I will be. It's also like a very interesting time. So cause it's most people's first time doing stand-up. We basically try and make like a simulation show for people to do stand-up. And, you know, like it's it's essentially a booked open mic, I mm. guess. Um, so you get some really people who are bad in their souls, you yeah. know, like people yeah, who yeah. just have bad ideas about the world. Yeah. So especially like on a college campus, you know, it's such a grab bag of people. Uh-huh. So and just the the things that people think they can get away with. Was saying. Oh, I'm, know. I'm, I'm dying to know more. I mean, oh, yeah. Some, sometimes, yeah, yeah. What's something? You know, you don't have to give out any names or anything, but what's one of your biggest? So we do seven minute sets. 
Um, and there was this kid last year who decided to do his entire seven minutes um, about smegma, and not mm. in a good way. You know what? If you're gonna like go where people haven't gone in the realm of smegma, <laughs> fun, you know, go there. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But um, this guy did not do that, and he just like kept on doing like the "I have a small penis" thing, you mm. know, like that. You know, okay, yeah. we get it. So it was that for seven minutes, um, and then and it feels like. 20 it feels minutes. like 20. Yeah, yeah, he actually he went over the he kept on missing the light. And so it gets to the eight minute mark. And at eight minutes, he says, So do you guys want to hear any impressions? And I go, No. <laughs> and he thought it was a heckle, but it was literally just me saying, like, your time is up. And yeah. then I heard him after the show talking to his friends. This was like a freshman. I heard him talking to his friends saying, No, they don't get it. It's that dark shit like Louis C. K. man, you know, no. like they just don't get my humor. I was like, you were just talking about your small cock for eight minutes. Like yeah. who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. It's a lot they of like, don't the get same stuff, stuff that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on now. So when is it? Is it available? I mean, is it open to the public to go watch it? Yeah, it is, but uh we never have People in the public come see it because why would they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but it's. Um, but maybe someone who's listening to this. Yeah, wants perhaps. To but yeah. it's um, Mondays from nine to ten every mm. other week in uh, the basement of the George Sherman Union ah. on BU's campus. But did you do any stand up when you were at Emerson? At Emerson, I didn't do stand up. I did try out for an improv slash sketch group, mm -hmm. and I didn't get in. Which was kind of devastating. <laughs> but at the time, I wasn't doing stand-up. Yeah. I, I wanted to do sketches and videos and stuff like that. And I did at this local cable access station that mm -hmm. I like did work for free work, intern work. But, mm -hmm. you know, cutting my teeth. I got to make my own show. It was called Coupon Kip Clippers Digest. Ooh. Only to deceive people that saw it on the preview guide. So maybe like old ladies <laughs> in Brookline would want to watch yeah. it. That was your target audience? Yeah, well, <laughs> I yeah. liked to – I liked – I had a habit of um, not trolling people but, but <laughs> tricking them or okay. something. Tricking them into liking me or, or to not even liking me. To watching whatever <laughs> bullshit that I created. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I did. I have, another, I have more stories about that too, but <laughs> this isn't about me. All right. You said it's every other week and mm -hmm. last week was the last Monday in September. Yeah. If you're listening <laughs> to this <laughs> in October, do some work. Figure it out. It's at some point. I couldn't tell you what the dates are. Honestly, uh, I, I have no clue. I have a calendar app on my phone. Ooh, fancy. Uh, yes. I. It's a special download that I had to buy from the app store <laughs> that has a calendar in it. So, yeah, Monday the 30th. So the next show will be October 14th and October 28th. Thank you for telling so, me that. Yes. I make sure. Know. Don't miss those ones. <laughs> I might hit you up. Maybe I'll go. Oh, yeah. Make uh, a guest make appearance. A, make we an can have like an, an actual adult. Yeah. Elder <laughs> and, statesman. Yeah. No, that's Chaperone good. comedy. You can wear like a top hat. <laughs> I think that'd work out. Yeah. Well, okay. Good. So, um. I did not do comedy while at Emerson, mm -hmm. but I have done comedy several times since starting doing comedy because there's mm -hmm. always been like maybe like one or two Emerson comedians who would venture off into the larger yeah. Boston bar scene and who have been very funny and some yeah. who have gone on and, and done great things. So I have like asked to do their show because they have a lot of, you know, like just comics that do stuff at Emerson mm -hmm. and then there's yeah. Emerson sketch groups and, and other groups and stuff. And so those have all been fun, even though it's an audience of, they're not all comedians there. Some of them are, and some mm -hmm. of them are just like comedy fans and the fans of their friends. Yeah. So they'll come out and watch it. 
But um, now when you say it's like a simulation, are the people they're performing, they'll bring like their friends to watch yeah. them sometimes? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's essentially, yeah. I mean, like sometimes it's like it's just safer, the members of stand-up yeah. clubs. So it's like 10 people. But like last year, we once had a show that got like 55 people and that was like our biggest show. And then we were like, yeah, there's not enough chairs. Like, you know, <laughs> we were psyched. Um, and then the lineup, I think, was actually good that night. Yeah. So, you know, because it's a real crapshoot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, it's a really fun time. My co-host, who's like the other president of stand-up club, is very much the opposite of me. He's like very deadpan and not insane. So it's like, you know, we have a nice little, we have a nice little balance going on mm-hmm. there. It's fun. How many members of the stand-up club are there total? <laughs> um, like, does it revolve? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a revolving, like it's. We're, we're like one of the lowest levels of club on campus, you know, like we're just incredibly relaxed and not a real thing. Mm. So we, I would say there's like a good solid crew of 10 people, you know, and then there's uh, guest stars, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like Saturday Night Live, there's a cast and there's featured players. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah, yeah. exactly. Then Alec Baldwin comes by and does a set every once in a while. No. Yeah, no, that'd be upsetting. That'll be he's, very strange. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a divisive guy. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, have any of them? Do they know that you do the Naked Show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, has anyone ever expressed interest in doing it? Have you ever done any advanced scouting? Because we're always looking for new people. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, I'm looking for new people. I'm not giving them enough information. They're canceling. <laughs> this is a theme so far. Yeah. But um, I I like sing the praises of this show everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. So um, like I try and get all of my friends to do this show. Even my friends who have never done stand up before. I'm like, please just try yeah. and do this. It's so liberating. But um, a few of my friends from the club have come to see this show, um, which has been interesting, mm-hmm. um, having them see my body. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I I think I'm going to get a few people from the club to try and do it this year. So cool. that's my goal yeah, is yeah. to see some people naked. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. <laughs> Move beyond the confines of the club yeah <laughs> no exactly yeah, yeah i have no ulterior motives none well see, <laughs> yeah yeah that's good you just advanced scouting yeah and, uh, <laughs> well i mean athletes they see each other naked in the locker room there you they go spend time with it it's yeah. not like they comics can do it yeah that's that's absolutely true <laughs> It doesn't happen enough. Would you ever do a naked stand-up club show? Just don't tell the audience. Oh, my God. I mean, I, be you. You might have to. Well, I don't know. There's it, a it, lot of red tape there. there I is. actually, I, um, this summer in Philly, I tried starting a naked show because oh. I love this one yeah. so much. Um, and that did not work out. Really? Well, tell yeah. me about it. Um, well, the thing is, is that I tried starting one in a basement, which is like a very different you know, like that's already illegal. That's why, like, basement comedy is already illegal, and that's why. Oh, I'll do naked comedy there, so I won't have to do like yeah. illegality things. But at the same time, there's also a completely different audience to performer interaction. Mm. You know, and yeah. it's just a lot seedier, and it's a mm. lot. You know, it's a boiler there, <laughs> yeah, washing machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it didn't end up. It didn't. End I'm up- only naked because my clothes are being washed right now. <laughs> Show is over when the dryer dings. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that didn't end up panning out. But I'm hoping that'll actually happen at some point. Like my friend runs a pretty legitimate like basement venue in. Fi- I don't know if you've heard of Cave. It's oh, like, with a K, K A V E. It's with a C. Okay. Yeah, hmm. but they they've had like real people there. Like um, 
what's his name from Cumbtown was just there. Okay. Yeah, Stavros, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so they get, like, actual people to come there. So I think that, like, maybe I'd be able to pull it off there. And there's, like, actually a stage. It's not just, like, a flat basement. Mm, there's, like, a bit of an key. elevated surface. Yeah. Yeah. So difference between performers. Well, if you need a letter of recommendation yeah. from someone that helps out with the Naked show in Boston. <laughs> well, I think that would be awesome because we there was a show in New York for a while that spun off slash was inspired by this mm-hmm. and um is no longer it's no longer because the the host just didn't want to do it it was kind of like a it was way less frequent than this mm-hmm. it was kind of seasonally oh, okay so it was once every quarter <laughs> it has to do with the fiscal tax yeah, season Q2. mostly but yeah i've always thought about that you know I'd, I'd like to do something i need to sit down with andy when we're in the winter time when i'm not doing work but it would be fun to do like a run of shows like a little tour, tour? or something that'd be awesome and then set up these little little markets or whatever yeah. or, you know you know not markets but <laughs> inspire little places so yeah. there's there could be a little trade thing you know if we want to go out to philly one maybe it's the second thursday of the month so yeah you could do it you could show in different cities every week or something that'd be nice but that'd be cool yeah i mean um I have done punk shows in basements in Philly before. Oh, yeah? Yep. In fact, I would consider that maybe to be one of my first like live performances. I was just singing a cover song of a Reagan youth song. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's one thing that I liked about punk was sometimes they would banter in between and it would yeah. be funny and people would heckle and you make fun of your friends who were in the crowd. And that that's sort of what gave me the inspiration to want to do stand-up because I was like a roadie for a band. And gotcha. You get a lot of downtime and make each other laugh. You're like, yeah, maybe I'll do this for bar patrons in Boston sometime. <laughs> Predicted the future. No. Yeah. I think I'm going to go see okay. where we're at. Yeah, that's go something. see where you're at. Of course. Yeah. You've given me plenty of time. <laughs> I appreciate that. And thank you for talking to me. No, thanks for talking and to me. I'll send somebody. Will you? Me. Okay, cool. Totally. Thank you so much. You can just dwell in the I will. Room. I will dwell silently. <laughs> All right. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Welcome back. There was not a lot of dead space, which is great. Nice. Danya left. Danya Tromer left in one door. You returned in another. Good times. Aaron Tiny Smith. Hey, buddy. Hey, thanks for being here. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I'm Just glad got that off you, stage. Yeah. Drinking a beer, chilling, got clothes on. Yeah. Dan Martin is here too. We are in two microphone land right now. So, yeah, yeah. We could hang back, tag in. Just want to point out a half an hour has transpired. You did not perform for 25 minutes. Yeah. You could have totally done this interview before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, there was a big get tiny to the stage. (laughs) He needs to walk around awkwardly for 15 minutes in his socks and shoes and Red Sox hat. Uh, That was a tough pre-show. But the show was, I knew it was going to be awesome. The the crowd was on fire and Mm. I believe in my materials. Yeah, and your lack of material and my lack delivery of materials. materials. It's so cold in there. That's what they don't tell you. I've done well. It was show. real cold out today. Today was uh, like low fifty degrees. Yeah, in Boston, October third, today, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was it was a chilly stage, but uh, I warmed them and myself with laughter. Oh, good. So you just, <laughs> you just laughed at your dick, so that's it right. Be yeah, exactly. Shrinkage. Yeah. I remember, I never really noticed that the way that 
The Naked Show used to be. Right now, for those of you who have never um, walked through the hallway at Improv Boston while The Naked Show is going on, our back room is essentially a mop closet with a divider in between that would lead to the backstage area. We used to have a green room that was the entire other theater, the smaller side oh. room, because they're not. There used to not be a show going on in there. But hey, congrats in Pro Boston for having yeah, more programming, yeah. and you know, selling takes to two shows concurrently. So we would just how we would get to the stage is there's a door that separates the two rooms. Sure. So we would just open that door and like walk out through the audience like wrestling. Oh wow! And then. Uh, and then we we would uh, walk through there, and then we'd be on stage. But that room is especially cold because, like, right near the exit door, there's not a lot of insulation. So the small speak. room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the first time I hosted, I remember bunch, I had a, booked a bunch of com- comics who had never been on before, and they were complaining. It's so cold back here. It's so cold. It's affecting my dick is what they were saying sure. without saying it. Yeah, I don't know. And I was like, oh, yeah, that does kind of factor in. I'm not looking down at my dick that much <laughs> like when I'm performing, but then there's been some times where I've I've felt betrayed by it. Because like, either like I was stressed getting to the stage or like hurrying up to take sure. my clothes off because I thought Andy was going to do a bit or my intro was stifled. And I felt like my dick turtled up a little bit more. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, you're not usually like this. <laughs> <laughs> it is low-hanging fruit, uh, figuratively and literally. Mm. Uh, but they love it. And it, it's the you know, it's the classic elephant trunk in the room. <laughs> you know, where I like it's the like, entendres you're throwing <laughs> out throw, here. I, yeah. I've seen your act. I'm I know what, I know what speaks to I'm you. Picking him up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's just so fun. Like an elephant picking up nuts. That's right. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just such a uh, stressed room because of the nudity that it's 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 uh, shooting fish in a barrel of sorts. Yeah, but it's fun. I love it. I love. I've I've done this is my only second time of doing it, but it's oh really okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now I do remember when you, I mean, I remember you did it before, but I forgot that it was your first time before. So when you did it last time, you were also pretty early in the show, am I right? Yeah. It was almost a little easier than taking bullet though. Cause like I didn't know, and I could have asked, I typically don't care. Like they say my name, I walk out there, I'm yeah. on. Yeah. But to be naked behind a curtain and like walking around like, okay, I, when it's going to happen, when is it doing? getting, going here yeah but it was great andy killed and then i got up there and did my thing and the girl i met uh just now was doing well when i walked Uh, oh oh, the julie mizrahi the girl that was after you yeah 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 she's great she's she's someone who started as getting up and just doing a bit and in fact a couple she did the naked show before yeah yeah so she did just like the audience participation part before it was so interesting and so good. It was so like raw and personal, like the story that she told. But it was great. It was killer. And then so she came back and did uh, like a full set and has come back like a couple times since oh, then. Oh, nice. So, But she has a bunch of friends here. I was, I was a little disappointed. Well, whatever. I'm not disappointed. I'm grateful that she is back on the show. 
And I, I wish we got to talk to her more, but she's got to, she wants to, she sure, likes to watch sure. the show. I mean, yeah, she started no. as an audience member. She's got friends out. They're having a good time. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, she was backstage and, and, and if for your listeners that don't know, it's like the entrance to the stage is kind of blocked off and that's where you get naked before you go on. Mm-hmm. So she was right after me. So she got naked and, and she doesn't know me from Adam and I don't know her. Mm-hmm. And just typically in a situation like that, you would walk close to the person so you can whisper in their ear about, mm-hmm. Hey, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. But the nudity factor and me being a stranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's close enough quarters anyway, like just walking past each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As I walked closer, I noticed she was stepping back and I was like, oh, I shouldn't further try to whisper in her ear because we're both naked. And yeah. I just thought of that just now. You can say, I like your outfit pointing to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Nice shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Was she wearing shoes? I don't know. You were wearing shoes. I was. I have diabetic feet. Oh. Oh, what does that mean? I know what diabetes have, uh, it's are. It's like neuropathy where it's like if I take shoes and socks off. Oh, you get colder and It drops. just clinches up and it, it like physically hurts. Uh-huh. So it's like for especially performing, I want to be. Yeah. Top form. Yeah. As no. comfortable as possible. How long were your socks and shoes off? Or your sexually socks probably didn't come off when you were taking the rest of your clothes off. Well, I was initially back there by myself, so I just threw everything off and then socks and shoes back on like I was, oh, okay. gotcha. you know, how I make love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Similar. Yeah. yeah. I had some socks on sex the other day. I remember the first time, you know, early in my sexual career. <laughs> I'm a prostitute. <laughs> sure, no. sure. Um, You've got the miles. <laughs> it being very taboo like the wearing of socks yeah i don't know why i'm like i don't know i think a girl naked with socks there's something kind of sexy about it yeah but i think it's it was explained to me it was about it seems insincere or like they're in a rush to leave oh wow if they have the socks on or maybe they just are self-conscious about their feet appearance or smell I guess I'm just glad to be there when it comes to sex. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, I like, don't care. Put on some We're a burka. As long as yeah, I can, you put know. Put on galoshes. Yeah. Whatever. Get to that honeypot. I don't care what you got on. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're trying to seduce Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. Well, he is not wearing pants. Yeah, he is I not. Mean, is Winnie the Pooh a he? Because Winnie is a female name, and it is just a genderless bear. Yeah. But... Well, certainly no penis, which is true. Just enough for me. It's rounded up. Yep. Have you noticed that the the women now wear the my girlfriend calls it the Donald Duck look, Mm -hmm. where it's a longer shirt with shorter shorts, and it kind of looks like they have nothing on. I have seen that quite often. In fact, it's it's the rave. Yeah. These days. Yeah. Donald Duck look. She calls it. I like I like the term. Yeah. And uh, I never heard it put like that. I never really had a conversation about that before but it is something i've noticed you're just like what do they realize or it's a head turner because you're when you think you see nudity in a non-nudity acceptable place it's take, jarring take you, yeah yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of snaps you for a second and uh that is one of those things and i've seen i mean this is maybe a separate look or a separate conversation but make t-shirt material as skirts you know oh yeah which is 
positively reviewed by my brain. Yeah, you know, like no, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, I like t-shirts, and then yeah, no, it's but, it's a good look. Yeah, it's are you you're an older guy, right? You're I'm not 37. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was just talking about editing tape to tape video earlier. I know. So, yeah, I know this is the only podcast I've ever done where you're watching a how-to video on how to turn it on. Dude, before. that was an old man moment. Dennis Mailer, Dennis, Dennis told me about he he left me pretty simple directions about how to turn this on but i'm looking at it and he said you got to hold something down on the left side this is clearly the right side i sure. i held something down on the left side and it opened the battery pack so oh no I, uh, so we may not even be I recording i think this is right recording now. numbers are moving levels are bouncing bouncing both off and on are lit up <laughs> so we are in between realities nice i don't know but yes, I definitely YouTubed yeah, how to yeah, turn on like a Zoom. And God bless the fucking dumb world. There is an instruction video that yes. just says, holds the power button on. And I've never been one above asking for directions. I've never understood like the old, maybe it's like from a long time ago. Like I couldn't, te- I couldn't text him or call him because he's doing a trivia night thing. But yeah, and trivia is, you know, banned all phones. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. You don't want to look up Simpsons trivia and win a free pizza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and just like the the people, that the outrage. If you're looking <laughs> at your phone during trivia, how dare he looked up all of Ned Flanders' wives' right, names. Right, right. We didn't know where Mo went to college. <laughs> this, is, this is... I've never done Simpsons trivia, but I have almost done it once, so I count that. No, but I had friends and I asked them what the kind of questions they were, and they were some fucking next level yeah. crazy shit. Yeah, I went uh, on a first and only date with a girl to uh, Simpsons Trivia, and it was like, I thought, I, you know, I come in a little cocky, a little attitude, like, yeah. don't act I like- I can do the Bartman. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. And uh, it was. It was very nuanced. Yeah. The results were not good. We did not win a free pizza that <laughs> night. I don't mind saying. Yeah. But uh, Do you remember any of the questions? I don't. Yeah. It was in JP, though. Okay. Over by Genie's, the old Riot Theater area. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, oh, speaking of trivia, trivia master, the master of not wanting to be on the air is here. (laughs) His voice will be digitally edited out if he appears by his own choice. I'm wearing his headphones now. Despite the fact that I don't hear anything from these headphones, I'm just wearing them for comfort. I am seeing levels. Have I been recording for 45 minutes? Or Okay, good. You just made nice. me feel very happy. <laughs> because your instruction said turn the thing on the left on. Is this the right or the left side? Did I say left? Yeah, okay, it's okay. Okay, that because I, I did open the battery, the battery thing. Pack open. Tiny witnessed this. He already called me out about it on the podcast, but in a polite way. <laughs> I did search how to turn on a Zoom after opening the battery. And we had a very old there are man many moment. YouTube videos about it. I can't believe it. Like there's YouTube videos about newfangled type of a can opener, and my dad had one, and I was watching his house or staying there while he was in Florida because I didn't have anywhere else to live <laughs> a couple of years ago, and and I didn't know how to use it. I had to Google like how to open use a weird can opener. And uh, after I saw the video, I was like, oh, that's so fucking obvious. Uh, no, I just, <laughs> I just couldn't understand it. Dead Air Dennis, 
can we ask you some questions since there's only two of us here? Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, keep the mic oh. in the stand. We'll use this other recorder that I just pulled out of my pocket. Boom. Oh, wow. See, the guy is digitally accessible. Does that record to that? No, I'll mix the two later in post. Oh, wow. See? Look at I you. Like post. Like These big that. words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he works for the cereal company. Post. <laughs> oh, here's a joke that I haven't done in a while. Now we're, I'm doing bits. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my least favorite cereal is post 9-11 <laughs> it's just all dust and well, that's because it has uh, two sh- two scoops of uh, of jet fuel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the scoops got, are shaped like towers sorry. jet fuel doesn't melt cornflakes <laughs> it's, it's got Pete Davidson's dad in it uh, <laughs> uh, my, my favorite thing about post 9-11 cereal is uh, Steve Renazzini doesn't eat it no matter what despite no matter what he says <laughs> Yeah, he says he was on the box, but oh no, yeah, the, the, no. the league guy yes. lied about. How do you yeah. lie about something like that? And... I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I Steve guess Buscemi it's... called him out. He's like, I didn't see him there. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi was like a volunteer firefighter. Yeah, after well, yeah, he was, well, a, he was a former he was a firefighter, but he volunteered yeah, in the he was days a real after. Firefighter who uh, then uh, volunteered to help people. Yeah, no. Um, American hero Steve Buscemi. Yes, from wow. American hero Mr. Pink. The man who does not use apparently uh, four out of five recommended dentists. No, <laughs> no, or He's too busy cream. saving lives. Yeah, too busy saving lives and not brushing teeth. So we were talking about the topic of trivia, and we were talking specifically about Simpsons trivia and how fucking nuanced some of the questions are. And I've never been. I just was talking to friends, getting it secondhand. But he went on a date that didn't lead anywhere, and he blamed Simpsons trivia for it. Yeah. He didn't say that explicitly. I took that as the vibe. So it was the Simpsons trivia that think you uh, lost the date and not the fact that you have a wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is way Prior. before. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Like I'd admit on a podcast that I'm cheating on my girlfriend. Come on. I have class. <laughs> you just hey, want I her. have self-awareness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's at home right now playing with our dog, so I'm not going to. Have you ever done or been to a Simpsons trivia? Simpsons, no. Uh, the company mm. I work for does do some Simpsons trivias, I think. Uh, we do a lot of TV trivias. Uh, like I themed on a Seinfeld show? Friends, that uh, type the of The only deal. one I've done so far was Parks and Recs. No, Ooh, no, no, really? no, no. The Office. Sorry, it was The Office. Okay. I co-hosted The Office trivia with another um, host because we had 50 teams. Holy shit. Yeah, so we kind of wow. co-hosted together. What was the payoff? A Dunder Mifflin T-shirt. <laughs> to be honest, for I don't one remember. of the members, I don't yeah. remember. A Dwight well, tattoo. All right, I say co-hosted. Um, I was scorekeeper and she was announcing. Sure. Um, and I think they paid me fifty bucks just to do that, or seventy-five bucks just to do that. Um, but she even, offers like, "Hey, do you want to switch off?" I'm like, "No, I'm just going to stick to scoring because yeah. there's a lot going on here. Let's just make this as simple as possible." Yeah. Wow. And also, if she's announcing after every question she asks and every answer or update she gives, you can say. That's what she said. Yeah. And then all the office fans will love it. They'll love it. Especially if you do it over and over uh, again. I was supposed over. to do uh, Buffy the Vampire theme trivia last Sunday. Movie or TV show? Uh, I'm Come assuming- on. Do you think it would be the movie? It better be. There better be at least one. Pee Wee Herman. I'm just saying. The yeah. guy yeah. is yeah. a delight. I, know, I did too. I, I, had Joe, the- I know Joss Whedon hates the movie, but I what? love it. I still think it's great. Did he have a... Was he part of the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, he wrote the movie. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. See, and then I it was rewritten a bunch of other times. Like uh, when he wrote that, that was still oh, before like he was taken that's what seriously. He likes in that's what he dislikes. About yeah, it. he was still uh, that time in Hollywood. He was still just seen as, oh, you're just the son of another TV writer. Like at that time, like he was still kind of trying to pave his own way. Who was his dad? Uh, just a 
a, a TV writer named oh. Whedon. Oh, okay. Right. That movie is like six. Steve Whedon or something like that. I forget his first name. Yeah. Like he's a very, a very unknown. Like, okay. TV writer. All right. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody, I think it was like a TV executive producer or something like that. Okay. That movie is like 68 minutes long. It's, it's like the short, shortest movie yeah. Yeah, it's, ever. It's a short one. I had. But I mean, how much really can you expect? Yeah, no, they they they, they knew the he's editing the group guy. was wise. Yeah, you got Luke Perry, uh, Paul Rubens. Um, what was the girl's Steve name? Marquette, Christy Swanson. Yeah, who I hey, had now. the world's I had a, biggest crush oh, on. Oh, I had a too. pretty big and one. And yeah. I am disappointed to report that she has not aged well. Oh, which too is bad. sad. If um, if only she let that vampire bite her, then she wouldn't have gotten older. Um, and, uh, oh, and uh, her her Giles, her watcher was a uh, Keith Kiefer. No, uh, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland's dad. Yeah, Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. There's an F in Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Kiefer, not Keither, which yeah. neither name makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if anyone ever pronounces that correctly. Kiefer. It does him. sound like a child's speech impediment. Yeah, he's like, like yes, he, it's my brother Kiefer. Yeah, <laughs> he, he means Kevin. <laughs> um, Donald Sutherland. Just to get back to the naked. Twist, <laughs> famous, For hilarious the naked comedy show. Famous, hilarious naked uh, scene in the movie Animal House. Yeah, you know, and he was wearing the Donald Duck look T-shirt, and he like reached up to grab something, and you see his, oh, shirt his bum bum zero point yeah. zero. I don't think uh, I don't think I've ever seen the non T network TV or cable TV version of Animal House. Oh, I can't. Im- I've never seen an unrated. Yeah, too actually. I think it's on uh, really? Amazon oh, right now. It's so good. And and there's some shit that, I mean, I would kind of be interested in watching the edited version because there's some, the, there's some good there's stuff. There's definitely been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if I could do, you know, the, the, you know, one of the few things that I do remember, obviously, is very, you know, the mashed potatoes. I'm a pimple. Yeah, yeah. I'm a zit. Yeah, yeah. Junk's drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. Uh-huh. And, uh super horse, super secret probation the dead yeah. horse and uh, that's mostly about all i remember from animal house it's a good movie it's been a long time i don't think i've seen it since i've been an adult oh shit i may have come across it like on network cable and really? dan, dan, dan martin seen just animal house. shamefully whispered wow. off camera there's no camera yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could have. Sorry, we have no microphones, so let's just say it lower. I'm normally <laughs> off camera. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're off book. All right, Dan, give us a mid-show announcement, or what's who is the last comedian yeah, yeah. who performed? Aaron Tiny Smith, everybody, give him a hand. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dan. Mid-show. Uh, so, so we are on Ethan. Ethan Andrew. Never mind. He can we are on comic. Number four. Okay. So we Ethan. just did the audience, and Thatcher just went up. He's up now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So Jimmy, America's sweetheart, Jimmy Zhang, just performed. Yep. He's a delight. I gave uh, the, what do you get when you cross a highway with a bicycle? <laughs> oh, that's a classic naked show. Killed. Street it's joke. Punchline. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant no, like the joke killed, killed. just yeah, like yeah. the highway would. Okay, because I've yeah. done that joke and it hasn't killed. Yeah. And I've had people refuse to tell it when I've given it to them. But that's the story of my life. That's why I no longer participate in the giving a comic. Uh, yeah. a I joke have, I have two segment. It's anymore. the cl- that classic one. And do you know my other one that I've gotten the audience to tell? Oh, oh, oh no, the whole podcast just fell. <laughs> and I was sitting here watching. I was like, that's gonna fall sooner or later. And it's my own equipment. 
That's okay. <laughs> Matt is now trying to reach to the floor, but his face is stuck on the. My beard is. The I, re- I, I must talk. Okay. It the looks other, like it's still going. The other joke that I give and that people have told successfully. Wait, there are two jokes that you that I've heard you give on these, and yeah. I, I love them both. And one of them I was thinking about, but I couldn't remember how the setup was. I remember the punchline, but it was about dinosaurs. A dinosaur. Oh, that was the one my daughter told me, yeah. Okay, okay, good. That's so. uh, why... Did she why, write that, or is that... I think she's yeah. got it from okay, being gotcha. a kid. Right, but it's, yeah. um, why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Yes. Because the P is silent. Yeah, 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 it is a classic. But my second favorite joke is actually the highway with a bicycle killed, and then my second favorite joke that I give... Super Mario? Is a Super Mario one, yeah. The, What's the Super Mario one? Uh, what are what are Super Mario? Uh, what are his overalls made of? Denim, denim, denim. Denim, denim, denim. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. No, it is. I like no, it. it. I mean, it's retro. Street I joke. mean, listen. I mean, there were. F- I mean, in the if you had seven other tags for it, it would be perfect because it would be eight bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were levels to this. Yeah, if I lo- yeah. yeah yeah if I added even more, it would be a Super Nintendo joke, you know. <laughs> if you doubled it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super Nintendo. Oh yeah! Hi guys. Okay. Yeah, and if that joke uh, continues the bomb, we'll just Mario Kart you off stage. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> that was a green oh, I shell. Know I was going in there for a reason. That was a green <laughs> shell. We're gonna, do, we're gonna try this anyway. Uh, uh, so you just went off the rainbow road. It's a very thin premise. Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Mario. Oh, you're such a pill, Mario, Doctor Mario. You're such a pill, Mario, Doctor Mario. Yeah, I wow. That up. Yeah, Mario, Doctor Mario. That's what it was called, if right? Change, Mario, Doctor Mario. If you change that like, joke, you Bond. put Doctor Mario. <laughs> James Bond. Right. Such, such a Game Boy, Dan Martin. Such a Game Boy. <sighs> okay. This Ethan, is where we're at. Ethan Andre, do you have any uh, <laughs> Nintendo references to make? Legend of Zelda. I don't know. Uh, do, I really do you have a link to? Oh, do you have a LinkedIn? Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn profile. I was well. Here's the best that I had. Okay. You said something about the number eight. Yes. It's like, and if you do that eight times, you have N64. Oh, eight times eight is 64. I'm pretty good at math. Do you think that's what? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I never thought about that. Is that what N64? How they came to power? I didn't come here to do math. All right. You yeah. Know, it's but true. I'm pretty good at math. They always. <laughs> Too much always, math subtraction yeah, I think it's in the podcast. Like Sixty-four bits of color. They told something. me. They told know. me that I, I would. I'm uh, not in video games. They told me that <laughs> I, I would put it into the contract. Teachers told me I would use math later in life, and I, I, I have to say, I'm sticking to no because <laughs> I told them, "Fuck you." Yeah. 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 I said, teachers said that to me. I said, "I'm not going to use math for the remainder of my life." <laughs> yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even, and I don't even know how long that's gonna be. I don't know. No, but you don't even know what a remainder is. <laughs> Your class got out at 3.1476. You don't have a phone, Tiny. Stop giving us <laughs> tags. We're not hearing this. He was, he wow. was making a pie joke. Oh yeah, that. And his mouth was full of Dude. no microphone. Do we have any? Math Jerry's gonna carry over into the next segment. Do we uh, have any pie? I don't know. Out. No. Sometimes anymore. Andy has brownies, but I don't think there's any pie. It's dividing the audience. Pot pie. Pot pie. I said dividing the audience. No, I did. I no. You guys, you guys are missing my pot pie joke. Oh, I got Because he has pot brownies normally. 
Pot pie. Pot pie is very different. I get it. Yeah. I get it was it. a great addition to the math jokes. Thank you. A oh. dish in? Ah. That was a double. Yeah. I like that. Uh, how many times are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'll just subtract this entire segment. From okay. Are we going to talk editing. about anything? Fuck, no, man. <laughs> this is weird. All right. so This got really weird. So the show started by me booking two comics on the show, asking if they want to do the Naked Comedy Show, and then explaining that it's naked, and then they don't want to do it. Uh, so Andy, That makes sense, because Andy keeps Andy. asking me, where are they? And I'm like, they're not coming. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm glad you... Because I don't want to go back there and tell them. No, but you're going to go up... Yeah. Me now. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. He said, he said it's Steve. Steve Conadan. All right. Danya. All right. Dose for Danya. 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 Feel like if we gave her drugs, it'd be a dose for Danya. Doses for Danya. That's a benefit. Yeah. We're doing a reverse. We're raising benefit. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> raising drugs <laughs> for money. For <laughs> <laughs> wow. Danya. I mean, isn't that basically the economics of selling drugs? You grow your own. Raising drugs for money. Cultivation Danya, of personality. So selfless. Uh, I don't know if I know Danya. She's she's uh she's real funny. She is real funny. Very very funny. Yeah. Well, she took us. She is in a. She's in college still, so she wasn't around all summer. She just got back. Okay. And she has a bi-weekly show. If you're curious, bi-weekly. It's at <laughs> it's at uh, it's at BU, and. Uh, Somewhere she said it earlier. Always be you, you know. We'll find it and paste someone else. No, yeah. Has she been on the podcast yet this night? She had. Well, she's not. She was on earlier. I talked to her for half an hour at the beginning of the show because organizing the podcast part of this is always like herding cats. Either some people are like, oh, you should come back, don't and then they cats. don't <laughs> hurting cats. It's, well, they, they have nine eyes. They have nine lives. So whatever. I'm taking seven. I'm just gonna take away part of one. Yeah, that's all I'm doing. Yes, Ethan, question, compliment? Uh, so if you don't know what bi-weekly means, you're not alone, but I host a monthly show. Mm. Bi-weekly means that it'll, Which is sleep, easier. it'll sleep with any week. Monthly, <laughs> just once a month. Uh, and that's uh, happening this Sunday because every first Sunday of the month in See, okay, East that's Boston, it. Maverick Marketplace Cafe, the best comics out of Boston and New England, many who are on this podcast. So, it's also a nice place. I've I've hosted trivia there a couple times. Guest hosted trivia there a couple times, and it is a nice place. So, but you ever, have you ever score caps there? The last time I went there, I had a good time. Yeah. And so, Ethan keeps asking me to come back, and I keep telling him, "Fuck you." <laughs> but I no. am going to be back there soon. I know it. You're like, no, I had a good time. I don't want to risk having that not. Happen I don't want to have a bad time. No. Yeah. When does this podcast go up? I usually put the podcast. It could. Theoretically, last week, Dennis gave me the podcast before I even got home, I think. Mm. He got it whipped up real good. Now he's making it hard on himself because he's recording some of this on an, an alternate <laughs> recording device. Now he's going to have to sync it, and there's times where we talk over I each other. I just didn't it's know be... if I could talk about the thing. Yeah, well, yeah, if you'd like to, and um, because you have a big announcement. Mm. and I. So typically, the way that I've been doing this is I'll try to have it on iTunes, sorry, Apple Podcasts, and uh, all, all the places. iTunes, no more. Closed down. <laughs> Rebranded. No more Dunkin' Donuts. Just Dunkin'. And, um, <laughs> the Dunk. And uh, I usually will try to put it on maybe a week, a week and a half before the Naked Comedy Showcase to, to use it as a one thing promotes the other. Oh, yeah. That's the reason so many people are in the audience is because I promoted it yeah, on that makes the sense. podcast. So. so that means that by the time this comes out, 
I'll have announced this and yes. that people can find the link. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Should we talk about Let's it? Let's do it. Well, yeah. before I have to go get Install naked. a drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's five months away. People have plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> By the time listening to this, it's going to be four months away. Before five months well, yeah, now. but the link is going to... Shut yeah. up, Dennis. <laughs> God damn it, A link Dennis. to the future. Future. Past. To the future. Future. Where right. we... That's where you suture someone with a banana. Yeah. <laughs> I like fruit. Fruiture? Yeah. That's the only way to prevent scurvy. All right. Oh, that's uh, vitamin C. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Orange. There's no vitamin C in Santa. No. Santa? <laughs> in Bananas? I don't know. There's no Santa vitamin C in. in Santa. That's true. He's all vitamin He's D. He's deficient. Oh, D's nuts. Yeah. Vitamin P presents. All right. That's all right. Here we go. I'm recording an album, and I'm doing it naked. Awesome. Ooh. At Improv Boston. Uh, I have not confirmed full lineup, but I do know that Matt Kona is going to be on the show. Hey. March 24th, 2020. Tuesday night, not the normal Thursday Not the night. normal Thursday. It'll be a Tuesday night. Tickets will go on sale. They'll probably be on sale by the time this is up. So you can check me out at Dan Martin Comedy on Instagram or on Facebook, Dan Martin. And there will be links and ads and events. And you can get tickets on improvboston.com. And uh, I will be doing an hour. That's awesome. Fucking great. Are yeah. the opening acts going to do be naked as well? Or is that up good. in the air? Today? Andy O'Feish will be hosting. Um, and buy tickets so you can sell it out and add a second show so you can get some deleted scenes. Yeah. I got the hand gesture to go on. I'll leave you. I'll turn Tiny over here to well, that means everybody microphone. Went. That means I'm after you. I think that means that they want me to be there 15 minutes early like Tiny had to be. But yes, you will be after me. I so should probably go. switch over. No. So, guys, so go to improvboston.com or Dan Martin Comedy at Instagram or even email me, danmartincomedy at gmail.com, and I'll talk to you. And you can get tickets for the show March, I got some questions March 24th. This. Oh, God, this chair is uncomfortable. You got some questions? Yeah. Uh, did this show springboard that? So, I've been doing this show for years now, and I've been headlining for, I think I've been closing it out on and off for three, four years now. Well, the main act. Um, and it's one of my favorite shows to do. Sure. Um, and I wanted to record an album for a while. I'm 10 years in, and I just thought that'll be my 11th year. Uh, and hopefully with a March recording, we can have a May release. That's my, my comedy anniversary, May 23rd. Sick. So I was like, what's the best show I do? What's the most supportive show I do? What's a venue? I could self-produce an album and own it. Uh, so I have to like you know pay rent and sure do it all myself. Uh, and that's this place, and that's Andy, who's been very supportive. Of course, Andy is going to host the show. Uh, Matt Kona is going to be on the show, and there's another person I'm talking to. Now, do you do the classic thing where you throw those jokes away after the special? I don't know. I've never really recorded a, an album before, but probably. Wow, I'll probably do those jokes. You know, some of them while promoting it. Um, but of course. Have, but also have to have stuff to like do around it to be like, you want to hear more of that? Buy this. You know, it's it's a whole process. Right. I've, I've never done it, but working on it has been crazy. Where, how much material do you have to whittle down to an hour? Obviously, 10 years deep, you've got four hours probably. Or I've, had, I've headlined before. I've done, I've done 45 minute sets. Um, I. Tried to make an album once, but I was in a really bad, dark time, and I fucked it up, uh, and I released it as one track anyway, so people could hear what I was working on. Uh, my mom had just died, and it was like, oh. 
I recorded it April 8th. She died April 2nd. Uh, I did the naked show the night she died. I went to the hospital, wow. identified the body, and then just drove up here and headlined the show. What was that set like? That went really good. Uh, I didn't say anything about it. Andy was like, I can't believe you're here. A lot of comics who kind of knew what was going on came out of the woodwork and sure. in the back and watched and supported me. Um, I ended the set, and people didn't want me to leave the stage. Like They were, they were asking for an encore. And so I was like, guys, and then I announced that my mother had died, and then I did another 10 minutes, and then I got a standing ovation. You were naked, and you said, my yeah. mom just died. Yeah. Wow. I, was, I don't know if it gets more vulnerable than that. That is, yeah, that is as good. Hey, everybody, I just identified my mother's dead body, uh, and you can see my penis. So uh, I think it's okay to cry, right? It was a rough time, uh, but I did it. Um, what was going through my head was I had another comic friend of mine was doing the show and i didn't know my mom was gonna die you know what i mean she was in the hospital stuff i, I got the call of course but i had told him like yeah i'll bring you up you know what i mean like and so in my head i'm like well i gotta get my friend a ride and like i just zoned into that you slid into comedy instincts if you Mode. will yeah. yeah 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 um so i just wanted to do something like that like uh and the crowd is always great. And I figured a small theater, too. My first album. Oh, yeah. Sounds great in there. Something to sell out. You know, hopefully get a good crowd. Definitely. Are you yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know a lot of comedian friends that are going to come, too. So it'll be a nice environment. Sure. Are you yeah. worried? You Because you still live in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you worried about friends using the excuse of the distance to not come up and be supportive? I'm not worried about it. Um, doing comedy in, in and around Boston for 10 years. I've made friends here. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like you need it either. That room's packed right now, and there's no... Yeah, there are people who will come because it's a naked show, I'm sure. There'll be sure. ads up here at the club. There'll be ads on the oh, yeah. on the website. And for the record, I'm not going to go to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I will buy that album. Yeah. I, depending on when I get paid and when it gets released. Well, when it comes out, it will be... Uh, when rent is due. It'll be $9.99. Oh, ugh. That's like a 1990. Yeah, well, it'll be 10 bucks, but I'm, I think it'll be 9.99 when they put it on. Where do you practice for that? Because I've done 40 minutes three times, which is not a tremendous amount. Yeah. But that was always my question. Like, where do I practice for this? Like, so when I started doing it, um, started like really focusing on it, um, I started telling my friends. And so I did, a friend of mine runs an open mic in Providence, actually in socket. We call everything Providence in Rhode Island, so it sure. sounds fancy. Uh, it's in Woonsocket. It's a dive bar. Um, it's a great open mic. It's every other Wednesday. If you want to go do a dive bar, it's called Rick's in uh, Woonsocket. It's like 45 minutes an hour away from here if you're driving. Um, and uh, my friend gave me 20. He does a feature spot. So he's like, do 20 minutes on the open mic. And then this other place threw me a half hour, and I headlined uh the galactic theater um and then people just start reaching out like do 15 on my open mic do 10 and sure so when i started like really hammering it out i realized i got rid of a lot of stuff like trim i shortened some jokes i lengthened some jokes and then i was like how long was that and i'd look at my record i was like oh that was fucking 10 minutes yeah shit and so i just started pacing all that together and then i finally have Half hour that's I feel is solid, and I put that aside, and now I'm working on the second half hour. Wow. And I realized that the way that I ended my first half hour, I want that to end the set. So now it's like, now I got a front load, and where do I put everything? So the organizing is, is a big deal. 
Yeah, that was what I what I thought I would do the first time I did a longer set was have a set list. And I found that like I was in the moment and I just like used that as a reference point. Like what have I not told yet? Yeah. And that uh that's uh is I feel like uh I wish I would have stuck to chapters, if you will. Yeah. It's cool though, like uh the process is very interesting for me. Like I had, uh, I had a joke sitting in my notebook and I didn't know how I was going to use it. And then I had this, this other bit that kind of dealt with a theme from that joke, like anxiety. And then I had a therapy session and my therapist said something to me and a lot of my comedy is, it's all about me. It's truth. You know? So I was like, Oh fuck. My therapist just said this thing on Tuesday helps me grab that thing from my notebook, throw it into this other joke. And then it becomes a bit. And it's like, that kind of, and I got to get out to an open mic, you know, so it's like, right. you know, put my kid to bed, kiss my wife and get the fuck out. It's been interesting. Hell I, yeah. I can only get out a couple times a week. I have a 12 year old, a full time job and a wife. So it's, you know, I hear you. I get out maybe two times, two, three times a week. Yeah. It's, yeah. and you're no spring chicken either. Yeah. I'm not grinding it out. Like you're I fucking used to. tired. Yeah. <laughs> am I right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's what I am. I'm tired. Yeah. It's tiring. Yeah, I work a forty-hour week job. Yep. I try to do comedy four to five times a week. I got a girlfriend, a dog. My son's eighteen, so that's you yeah, know that's he's better. doing his own thing yeah. a little bit. Yeah, my it's exhausting. It's a young man's game, though. Yeah, my daughter's twelve. She's adopted, so these are important years. Sure, she's been with me for three, so it's you know it's important to be there. It's not like having a baby, but it's a lot like just met her. You know, kind sure, of like, yeah. Yeah, and she's so. getting at that rebellious age, so even if oh, you start sh- bonding with her, you're now going to start losing it for the next couple of years. She's a total bitch. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest thing when I wasn't cool to my son anymore. It's rough. Where he was just like, yeah, Dad, go tell your jokes. <laughs> Listen to your punk rock. I don't know what less than Jake is. <laughs> yeah, my daughter, uh, I listen to punk rock too, but. You know, my daughter can't listen to a lot of it, like the adolescents or like sure. no effects. Or she likes me first in the gimme gimmies. There know? you go. Yeah, that's a good one. She's that's a good one that. to start with. Yeah, it is. And Slater, and, uh, Slater Kinney. Yep. Sure. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kate Shaddle. Yeah. The Muffs. Yeah. That just announced she was di- she died yesterday. Oh wow! Which, I didn't which hear by that. the way, that was a huge like I had to admit today that that was a huge blind spot in my punk rock listening was the Muffs. Like I knew of them. I definitely like uh, "Sad Tomorrow." Yeah, I definitely knew that song, but it's one of those songs that you don't know until you hear it. You're like, "Oh yeah, I do know this song. I yeah. know this song." But it's like my 12 year old will go in my in my my Dan cave because I don't call it a man cave because I don't believe in gender. Sure, but she'll go in my Dan cave and she'll see stuff like, "Dad, can I watch Child's Play?" And I'll be like, "No, <laughs> it says child on it." I'm like, "No, you idiot." Yeah. <laughs> or like. Uh, Who's Bikini Kill? And I'm like, don't turn that record over. <laughs> it says, suck my left one on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. So it's a lot of like, oh, don't look at that. Yeah, put that back. Ooh, so, can I watch the movie Kids? No, no, no. Oh, no. God, no. Oh, God. I forgot about Gummo. She, I have a copy of Gummo, and it's like a cardboard one. It's yellow. It says Gummo. She's like, what's this movie about gum? I'm like, you can't watch. She literally says stupid shit. She's 12. But you can't watch Gummo. That's huh. so weird. Oh no! I definitely probably saw Child's Play at twelve. I saw it in the theater when it came out when I was eight. Wow! Yeah, who took you to that? My mom. Wow! Yeah, she she taught me that um, horror movies were like cartoons with people and that they None were just real. 
they were just fun and funny to me, so I loved it. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. a good way of looking at it. Like, I, yeah. First movie I remember going to was, as a kid, was uh, Gremlins uh, when it came out. Yeah. And my brother and I just freaked out, cried. And my dad started taking us out. They're like, no, we want to stay. Yeah. I was like, stop crying. I'm like, but I can't. I'll go to bed some nights after watching a horror movie, even at 39. And I'll be laying there and I'll like freak out. I have a bad dream. My wife would be like, why do you watch a horror movie before bed? I'm like, because of that bad dream, I want that thrill. I'm alive. Yeah. You know, like. I'll tell you, uh, I'm not big into horror, thriller, or any of those those things. They're not my thing. But I'll tell you the one that really hit home and made me like double check the locks and look around the house and make sure and that made me. And you're probably you're gonna have the same effect. I'm sure when I say it, it's uh, Green Room. Oh, that with movie, Anton yeah. Anton Yelchin. Because oh. I'm definitely, you know, my friends were in bands and I managed punk that bands. That punk rock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're like out in the middle of the woods at some bonfire or some show or something. And it's, things are just a little too sketchy or whatever. But uh, I also grew up in like I've the, been the beat- mid-90s neo-Nazi revival. I've been beaten up by Nazis. At, I've punched Nazis. I've, I've punched them. I've kicked yep. them. I've been beaten up by them at Misfit shows. At, yep. At fucking, brass, uh, I've had brass knuckles against the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not uh these these uh neo Nazis at a misfit show one time were um slingshotting each other and booting young girls in the face. Yeah. And uh I punched I punched a really big one and then I got the shit kicked out of me. But <laughs> yeah. I, I I knocked him down. Yeah. There was a lot of them. There was one of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know That's what? the way they roll. That's the way yeah. I mean and also like Pre neo Nazis, I mean, just even when you're talking about sharps and, and the early skinheads and stuff like that, that's the reason why we lost, you know, all the dance clubs and the and yeah. the ska revival and the the second wave. I mean, we I lost that because of, of skinheads. I was, at a, against I was at a fucking boys. misfit show. Yeah, it's like pretty goth boys singing yeah. about bullshit. You know, I mean, I <laughs> yeah, know, I know they're the misfits. Uh, ugly goth boys. Singing. You know what I mean, though? There's like moodum vampires. Yeah. And- which, by the way, their stuff transfers to rockabilly like so easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's uncanny. If you just don't get me wrong, I like the Misfits, ah. but if I was a Nazi, <laughs> I wouldn't be <laughs> loving the Misfits. Yeah, right. There are more hateful things to love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking pussies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Satanism, like like faux Satanism and neo-Nazi skinheads kind of meet. I don't know where they're... I don't like, know. We hate the Jews, but we love Satan. I'm like, that's not... There's <laughs> not that's yeah. not a Venn diagram that should cross over. And then on the other side of it, too, like when I go to the... I've seen Slayer a bunch of times. Uh, probably six or seven Slayer shows I've been to. They think that Slayer is actually Nazis. So they go there and they... Weird. Yeah. Guys with fucking swastika neck tattoos rocking out to Angel of Death. Like, this is about a guy I love because he was the Angel of Death. This is a biography song, you know. Have you ever heard the <laughs> Fat Mike story of, of he was he was backstage at a Slayer concert and he was like eating all the craft services? <laughs> no, I haven't heard it. That's no. cool. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. I guess the security came. Like, they didn't know him or whatever. And they're like, dude, you can't be just eating up all of Slayer's food. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Slayer's goldfish. They smile back. Was like, yeah. He was like, I don't know, man. I just want some Slayer snacks. Slayer snacks. <laughs> I just love that term, Slayer snacks. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, my only Fat Mike story is uh, drinking a Mai Tai out of a coconut with him backstage. Nice. Warp Tour while he was playing with me first. 
Yeah, I don't have any stories about him. I, I saw well, I saw them a couple times. Uh, I saw him at Rancid in New York, and I saw him uh, with Frenzel Rom in Providence. They played Bowery in uh, New York. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy them, and I enjoy you know I don't love them the way my friends do. I like yeah, them. I love them. Uh, I love them the way your I, friends I do. Enjoy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. I enjoy their. Banter, I don't like your friends that much. Yeah. I, I want to hang out with you and not your friends. <laughs> uh, and, but the uh, the banter goes on too long on stage sometimes. Oh, like, I love it, but sometimes it's like, all right, just get on. To well, the Fat next Mike one. will be like, you know, doing green green cocaine in Japan and shit. <laughs> he gets he gets too fucked up, you know. He got in trouble recently, right? He said some shit. Uh, well, yeah, last yeah, the shooting, the shooting. Yeah. At least they were country fans. Yeah, yeah. Which, haha. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, it's that's the bottom of the barrel joke, but clearly yeah. it was a joke. It's well, like, I think if he had said that in like Tucson instead of Vegas, yeah. even just like a little bit just further away, give yourself some distance. like even like three just miles out. Go- those are Reno jokes. Those are yeah, yeah. Those Get that joke Reno. into Reno. My best memory of Fat Mike is reading Hepatitis Bathtub last summer. That's a good okay. book. Is that the, is that I love that first paragraph. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking about comedy, and then you know this podcast yeah. goes all over the place. I mean, if there's a band, you know, that associates with oh. comedy. Closest. Oh, you're on, that. by the I'm way. Usually up you were like, just like missed your set. I'm usually up in five minutes, yeah. so I got to go. Go, Dan. All Thank right, you. guys. Dan Martin, thanks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kill all the white men. Hmm. Feel three. Yeah, you guys want to hop on? Just us. <laughs> I've got a head cold like you wouldn't believe. I'm in, I'm in here for the family. hang. Hmm? I'm in here for the hang. All right, well, then I guess that brings this naked podcast <laughs> to an end. Nobody wants to talk. and we. I don't think Matt wants this uh, podcast to turn into an experimental ambient room sound podcast uh, because Angela Sawyer no longer owns the record store that would sell that kind of podcast recording. So. <laughs> I love Angela's stuff. I just started listening to it Huh. It's so scary. She literally <laughs> sounds like a little mouse. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys all get up? How'd it go? Yeah, no, it was great. Thatcher. You see the tall guy? Tall guy. Steve, no. Thatcher is pretty tall. Oh, He's got a uh, purple shirt. The purple shirt, the young, young guy? Yeah. Yeah, Thatcher. yeah, yeah. Oh, Thatcher Rhodes, yeah. Thatcher Rhodes. Oh, Thatcher, wait, no, Thatcher Rhodes is a black guy, right? No. No. Oh, did I get the wrong guy? Oh, There's a black guy back here? No, no, I was thinking no. of Rhodes Pierre. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, I made the same mistake tonight because as I was making the lineup, I was thinking, oh, okay. Oh, you got one. <laughs> like, no, no, wait. <laughs> we almost said two, but they both canceled and they found out it was a naked show. That was my. Really? Yeah. So you had people ready. Are we talking on the thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I talked about that. So at the very beginning of the show, just to start off, for those of you tuning in now, which is hard to do with the podcast in progress, unless you just walked in the room, is uh, I took a call. So one of the comics that I booked, so the Woot Nanny Festival is happening in Worcester. It was pretty fun. I went to a couple days ago. And uh, so I just asked these comics. But um, like when you texted me last night, I was either coming home from the gig or pretty tired, went home. So I didn't see the message till earlier. So I posted in this little Facebook group. And uh, got some responses, but you know, you think it's all encompassing with the title "The Naked Show." But I mean, you've been doing this show for years. How many times have you had to explain the show overtly after? By, by the, the way, I just started talking without 
introducing myself or being introduced. I'm so sorry. So we'll just do the introduction now (laughs) in the middle of the conversation, and I will carry on as if it had happened earlier. With the magic of editing, I can make that happen. (laughs) As a professional comedy podcast host. Don't even let the audience edit it in their minds. (laughs) (laughs) Theater of the mind. Theater of the... Well, anyway, this is Andy O'Feige. I I host the uh, comedy show while Matt Cohen is doing God's work. God's work. (laughs) Hosting the backstage podcast, which really is the only thing that matters oh the, no the naked comedy takes care of itself because you know you're naked <laughs> yeah but uh this has happened before where somebody just didn't get the memo in fact there was a burlesker who does hoop they were on a burlesque show and i've had excellent success getting burleskers on the naked show because they just know how to be in front of an audience yeah and and, and it saves them money on tape and the things that well, duh. But I was on a burlesque show. I was the one naked person who was exactly the person you don't really need to see naked on a burlesque show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that you need to see anyone naked, but you know, it's the last person yeah. that you care that they're naked, uh-huh. and I'm the one that was naked. Yeah. And I just assumed. I mean, hadn't it's in the title, and uh, she didn't know, and she got here, and it was really awkward because I was going to have her do a naked hoop. And uh, I thought that'd be awesome and hilarious. And it was just awkward because it was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't I'm not going to get naked. That's not what I do. Mm. And I was like, oh, everybody on the show's naked. Like, it's one thing if I have someone on the show to tell jokes and they're not naked. But you're doing neither of the things that are in the <laughs> title of the show. And I'd, I'd love to have you hoop, but I think it will only confuse the audience. <laughs> and so it just she just didn't perform. Mm. And, and I felt sad. And then she felt awkward. And I don't think we had more than two sentences of conversation after that in our entire lives. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, have, I know a lot of people across in different cities across the country that do underwear comedy shows. Oh, I heard about it. They are talking about it on the, uh, on the, uh, Doug loves movies podcast. And, and at a certain point they got around to talking about naked comedy and, and Doug was like, nah, nobody should do that. (laughs) (laughs) That, that's not, yeah, they did recently. I hear that on that. I heard that. My friends back in Baltimore do it. I've known a couple of people in Texas to do it and stuff like that. And a couple other cities. And I've heard of it. The underwear show. Yeah. I don't know. Which way worse. What is it? I think it's, I think it's fine. It's just not the same. Way way worse is maybe a poor wording. I just think that... It's junior naked. Yeah. It is totally junior naked. Well, the people who are apprehensive about that, I'm like, when I first moved here to Boston and I saw, came across, I'm like, I literally posted online, like, well, here's a show I'll never do in Boston and now I've done it, I don't know, three or four times and Mm -hmm. I will do it again. I have no problem with it now. Um, But I can understand the apprehension for doing this and the people who don't want to do the naked show. But the people were like, oh, I'm not going to wear underwear on stage and tell jokes. It's like, don't even have to wear your real underwear. Every, almost yeah. every single person wears something comical as underwear. Yeah. Which um, I think is a gimmick that they're just wasting but money hey, on. Hey, check this out. I got yeah. the ultimate story about somebody who didn't know they were actually going to be naked. Oh, okay. And it's, uh, it was the, I was doing the show in New York for a few years, like 08 to 010, 11, mm. something like that. Eric Andre. Mm. He came to the show at the People's Improv Theater in New York, the Pit. The Pit, yeah. And 
He shows up and he's backstage and he looks like he's really psyched to do the naked show. And then he pulls out a pair of thong underwear and says, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I came out in these? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Eric, um, well, whoever told you about the show or because I think it might have been the guy I had in New York who was like helping me book the show. Yeah. Didn't make it clear. Mm-hmm. And, and he thought it was being cheeky because it was just he called thought the naked it was comedy being show. Cheeky. And so he, he would wasn't be naked. Yeah, yeah. at all ready to get naked. And I saw Eric Andre pre the Eric Andre show <laughs> yeah. and pre lots of shenanigans, right? Yeah. Disenchanted. Yeah, disenchanted. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's other. He's not naked on Disenchanted. You don't even see. Well, him. he could be. It's animated. but he's been naked in <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. Before. It's just voiceover. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is my point. Mm-hmm. And pre all of that, he looks at me, and he's like, "Like I can't do a look uh, on a podcast." But he gave that look that looks like my evening just changed. <laughs> this yeah. is this is. Oh, okay. Wait, this is that moment. Yeah. The look on his face where is basically where I'm he... making a decision about actually going to be naked in front of an audience, right? That yeah, yeah. that's like, and then the next look on his face was of resolve, right? It was almost like he told a part of his brain, "You don't run me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that part of his brain seems to have just shut down. Yeah, he, he does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah, and it's hilarious. And he realized he. He 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 was so phenomenal and energetic on that show, and it was almost like I'd, I'd introduced him to a new drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun. That's yeah, fucking you, great. You watched the moment on his face where he realized the name of the show went from uh, not being clever to being literal. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So so that was fun. And then I see what he's done now, and I'm like. I, I feel a little bit like uh, like uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's also interesting that you caused him someone that, like who is be the he, catalyst. Yeah, for that. But also, he's someone that you know you, you would think that nothing could rattle him. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, but I gotta like I one, gotta say probably yeah. if I hadn't gotten him on the naked show, he would have done something like it at some point anyway. Probably. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. You can see. It's an inevitability he, factor. This, he's, he's found his his, his uh, niche. So. Yeah. You know, it's 11.15, so we better call it a day. Final thoughts about the show tonight? Fine. Tonight Things was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really psyched that uh, Julie Mizrahi came back and did the show and, and talked about what she talked about, which was... Uh, well, I'm not going to tell her story. Well, yeah, pause but that. But we want to get I, her I on think the I show. Wanna, yeah, I think I want to talk to her that. Maybe we should get yeah. together and do a special little uh, edition yeah. or something. Yeah. But she was here with her friends and and wanting to enjoy the show and 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 be in the audience. So I was like, yeah. And I literally, you know, I was like, yeah, just come backstage when it's almost your turn, and then and then go enjoy the rest of the show. So yeah. Anyway, that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And the whole show was fun. I, I just love the different voices and the vibe and and who we have going on the show. It's just it's really cool. Yeah, and the the announcement Dan Martin made earlier is album recording oh, yeah. in March. It's a pretty exciting time. Yeah, we'll be talking about that from now until then. Yes, we'll do a monthly can't wait update on the PR. Get I know tickets. what I want to do. When you, how about we do this? I'll introduce the show. And you all do like a three-man show, mm. and I'll come back and do the podcast 
for that show. Ooh, that, that would be, be fun. fun. I'll host yeah. that podcast. Yeah. I think we have a winning plan. I like that. Yeah. Little, oh, uh, I'm I'm booked that day. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what day was it again? I'm Tuesday. busy that day. Oh, March something <laughs> no, yeah. something. We'll just I'll just wear a wire. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. The Naked Comedy Showcase is the first Thursday of every month on November. It will fall on the seventh, November seventh. So come on back, improvboston.com. Better to get tickets in advance. Bring a friend. Eh? Don't tell them what it is. That's it. I'm Matt Kona. I'm the after Dead Air Dennis, India Feisch. All the guests that we had tonight. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.